As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Danielle Wiley hosts a great podcast called The Art of Sway. Danielle, tell us what you talk about on the show. The Art of Sway brings listeners inside the world of marketing as seen through the lens of influence. So each week I chat with an expert guest for a lively discussion about connecting ideas with audiences in an attempt to uncover all the ways influence impacts how and what we discover, purchase, and recommend to each other. Wow. And where can people subscribe? Go to theartofswaypodcast.com. Find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Art of Sway wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Each and every one of us is a legend. We have a story to tell, a world to build. And if you're here because you are done just striving to make a dollar because you want to make a difference, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Legend Maker Radio, a Legend Maker Global podcast. What is up? This is Tanya Daka with you with this week's episode of Legend Maker Radio. Last week, we talked about sovereignty and how we have to cultivate sovereignty over ourselves in order to be able to show up in order to be able to market, in order to be able to take action in the direction of our dreams, right? Because what happens, but what happens when we do that? What happens when we don't allow emotion and events and situations and things to get between us and the, the dreams that we're cultivating, the dreams that we're curating, the dreams that we're building? Doors open, opportunities open, things happen, right? This week, I want to talk about the determination that it takes to carry out those opportunities, to take a hold of those opportunities and run with them, right? Because when we are on the verge of in between here and there, and we have this big void between us, it feels overwhelming. It feels like it's so over there that it's not yours. But with determination, we get to close that gap, right? And one of the things that comes to mind when we hear the word determination is like this fierce fire, right? Like, wrong, I'm going to run through this. But it's not always that fierce, loud roar of determination that we have seen portrayed in all the motivational videos on YouTube, right? They show you these high-performance athletes. They show you leaders and very powerful people who are like, I'm going to get this shit done no matter what. But sometimes determination is literally just getting up and doing it again and again without that fierce fire. It's just 
the pull of your why through those next actions, right? Because when you're building a business, there are going to be ups and downs and those downs might outweigh the ups sometimes. But it's that quiet determination that can push you through. It's that quiet determination that helps you take the next step and take the next step and take the next step and take that. Even if you're tired, even if you're overwhelmed, even if you're exhausted, even if you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? Even if you don't know your why and you just feel your why. So when businesses are starting out or when they pivot or when they're doing something different, something new, things in that early stage, that gap between where you are and where you want to go is massive. And maybe you don't know what your next steps are, right? I remember in the early days of my copywriting shenanigans, there were times I wanted to quit because I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. I didn't know business. I didn't do business. Even though my father and my grandfather were both businessmen, I didn't learn how to run a business. And I remember when I was in high school, my dad wanted to teach me, but I was having like none of that. I was determined to leave this town, the, the town that I was in, and go do something fun, do, go do something that being tied to a business wouldn't let me do, right? Like I wanted, he couldn't go on vacation with us the way he wanted to. He was tied to his business. I saw that and was like, no, that is not what I want. My grandfather owned a liquor store. He owned a haberdashery. He was a, a, an, an on-foot salesman. He was a peddler, basically. And he would take whatever the trend of the day was from door to door, along with the haberdashery and the liquor store, because they all, as a family, would run those. And those things were closed before I came along. So I didn't get to learn business from him. And I do remember going back to my dad discussing like the next iteration of his business because he was basically in an industry that was no longer viable. So he needed to shift. He needed to pivot. And we talked to him about what he needs to do next, what he could do next to make the store thrive again. But he was tired. He wasn't interested in it at that point. It was like, I'm done. I don't really feel like putting the energy into this. So when he died, my mother closed a struggling business. And so with those closures and those transformations, I didn't take on that whole business thing. So when I started my own business, everything felt like completely alien, like it was completely new. But after being a stay-at-home mom for a while, I needed something that would let me hold on to my own identity. So I started working online because that was something I could do while I was taking care of the kids and that was back in 2011. But that also meant I needed to figure out what it meant to run a business, what was entailed in it. How was I going to make this idea successful? And how to do all the things from marketing to admin, writing for clients, and like finding clients. Because at that time, I was in freelancing. I wasn't like running a business where I had products and consultation and services and whatever. So I had to figure out how to do all that stuff. It wasn't like evident at that time. There were literal years I spent trying to figure it all out. 
Could I have given up? Absolutely. I could have given up because I had a roof over my head. I had money coming in the door. I could have quit any time, but I didn't because that quiet determination to make this work. And then I reached a point where I had to make it work. So I went from shoving my nose in websites and YouTube videos in between cooking and cleaning to actually shoving cooking and cleaning in between content creation and client work. So there was a shift there that determination led to. A few years later, I'm a six-figure copywriter for mind-blowing clients who make six and seven figures on their own, some cases multiple seven-figure businesses per client. Because I was determined, but I didn't know. I, would, I wasn't fueled by this. I was, but not. It was like the fire to make it happen was the silent slow burn. And that's the determination that gets you up and gets you moving in between the big, massive steps, the big, massive, full on, got to pull everything out of yourself to make it happen. Uh, successes. Those are that quiet determination is what pushes. And so when you look at the stories of people from like Earl Simmons, who is also known as the King DMX, like he suffered consistent beatings by his mother, like beatings before making it as a powerhouse. Like he could have given up. He may have had the more fierce form of determination, but he pushed through in between in even the people who are, who do thrive on that loud roar of determination. They also have those lulls and moments of quiet determination. Sharice Davids, she is one of the first Native American women elected to Congress. What kind of determination would that have taken to see that through? I do not think that I would have had even the quiet determination that would take to make that happen. Stories go all through history. We know Rihanna, child of the islands, she didn't have it easy. She wasn't like born into the industry. She went from a child of the islands to being an African-American billionaire woman, self-made as far as self-made goes, right? Dolly Parton, a coal miner's daughter. Look where she ended up. A legend in her industry. Beethoven. Oh my God, he was fucking deaf. Like how? What kind of determination does it take for Beethoven to wake up in the morning and sit down at a piano knowing he can't hear what he's doing? I'm guessing he went by the feels and the keys, but it has to make it like next level difficult to understand what you're creating. The dude that started Honda was rejected by Toyota. So he started building scooters in his home. And like family and friends just encouraged him to go ahead, put, go and do this on your own, go do this on your own. So that quiet determination kicked in. And look where Honda is now. One of the stories, though, that comes back to really blow your mind is Madam C.J. Walker building her own six-figure hair care product business in a time where this was unheard of and did it on her own land after suffering at the hands of racism and injustice throughout her entire life. Look what she did. 
determination. Determination. What does determination look like for you? Does it look like staying up nights wondering what the fuck you're doing, but then getting up in the morning and doing it anyway? Does it look like getting up at 3 a.m. because it's the only quiet time you have to work? Maybe you're looking for answers for people who have achieved what you wanted to achieve. So you keep looking, you keep working, you keep doing the work every single day, a little bit every single day. Maybe you're not where you want to be yet. And maybe you don't really know where it is you want to go. Maybe you just know what you need right now, but you keep doing, you keep showing up. Maybe it looks like pushing when everyone around you is pushing back. Like you have plans and everybody's telling you, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. It means trying everything you can to make your dream work, even if you don't know what the dream is. It means posting when your mind is telling you there's really no point. There's so much noise out there and nobody's responding. Why continue? Quiet determination tells you to do it anyway. It means creating a new opt-in if you see the one that you published didn't work. And even though you're telling yourself you're so stupid that didn't work, don't do anything else. You do it again. That's quiet determination. It means offering a new program that you're excited about until others are excited about it too. Because your fire and your passion will finally start to hit those right people. It means recognizing when you are stepping out of sovereignty and allowing fear to take over. Quiet determination in and of itself is recognizing when you are stepping out of sovereignty and allowing fear to take over. What is your dream? What are you trying to build? Do you find that you are falling back into old patterns of thinking and habits that are keeping you stuck in the same place, yet you still keep trying to move forward? If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a very le high level of determination. But how can you channel that determination so that it propels you forward faster? How can you channel determination so that it propels you forward faster? Work. This is the work. This is the part of showing up that has to become conscious. While quiet determination feels more like a subconscious and unconscious drive. It could be just an internal knowing, right, that you're not aware of. You need to switch that. Take it and, and push it into conscious determination so that whatever you feel like is not working, you shift what you're doing. Now, I want to be clear. If you've given what you're working on enough time to work, and you've actually put in like enough effort into the marketing, you haven't just posted it three times and hope that somebody was going to get it and then didn't No, you've actually committed to a process of making it visible of spreading it around and then it still didn't work in that way you channel that quiet determination into something loud do the mindset work do the the internal work of doing the next thing does it mean that you have to go bigger and bolder with your marketing effort for that one program? Or does it mean that you need to trash that program? You have to be able to sit with yourself and have these conversations. Channel that determination. I need an answer. Where is my answer? Another way you can channel that determination is to 
commit to not thinking too long. Because the more we think, the further behind we get. The more we think, the slower we, not the slower we move forward, but the slower our momentum can build. Don't think too long. Shift it. Move that determination from quiet, subconscious, unconscious determination, the calling, the, the conviction, into active mindset work. I can do this. This is the next step. I can do this. This is the next step. I can do this. This is the next step. You can also do whatever you're doing faster because even if that particular marketing attempt failed, the next one might not. We're so scared to fail. We are programmed to fear failure. We have to shift that programming. We have to move out of fear of failure. We have to be okay with failure. If you can fall in love with failure, even better. And I've heard people talk about that. I have no idea how that could be possible. Falling in love with it is definitely a benefit if you can make that happen. If you can't make falling in love with it happen, you can make acting in spite of it happen, right? Channel that, that quiet determination into deeper thinking. Are you thinking big enough? Are you thinking big enough or are you just keeping yourself comfortable? What could you do if you did not have that fear of failure? What would you do differently? And are you limiting yourself at all because it's just easier to play small? Because the smaller you keep yourself, the safer you'll be. I don't want to put that video out. I don't want to put that podcast out. I don't want to put them, sit down and make a carousel. I don't want to go live on reels or not live, but I don't want to go, I don't want to create reels. Why? Because it's easier to play small. I don't like it. If you don't like it, why? It would require you to be vulnerable. It requires you to go through the suck of starting out. And that's hard. Our minds say, no, don't do that hard stuff. We don't need to do that hard stuff. You're getting by. Just stay with this, right? Channel that quiet determination into the loud roar against that voice that wants you to play smaller. And actually what you say to it is not fight against it, but say, look, I know you're trying to keep me safe, but if you could just stand over here for a little while, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to show you that I'm going to be okay. And then move forward and do the thing that voice has been telling you not to do. It all comes down to overcoming those thoughts and fears by taking action quells the fear. Action overtakes the fear. Action replaces the fear. And when action replaces the fear, confidence has a space to bloom and to grow. And then that quiet determination becomes louder and louder because you see that you can't fail. Honestly, you cannot fail. Was it last week we had the conversation about failure? You cannot fail. Nothing you do is a failure because even if it is a lesson, you got something from it. If you didn't get the outcome you wanted, it's still a lesson. So it's, it can't be a failure. Failure does not exist. So it's time for a come to the gods meeting with yourself. Are you creating and marketing like the true legend you are? 
Are you putting everything into the hope of building something bigger? Because if not, this is your opportunity to fix it. You've already shown you have that quiet determination. Now let's fan that flame. Let's make it grow into the thing that you want to build. And here's the thing too. A lot of people don't proceed with building the big thing because they don't really feel certain about it. They aren't sure that it's something that they can handle. They don't know if it is actually what they truly want because they have proven time and time again to themselves, I thought I wanted this thing over here. And then they got that thing and it wasn't what they wanted. So then they feel like, oh my God, okay, so what if I do this? I go through all of this trouble to build this thing. And then that's not what I wanted. I wasted all this time. You're wasting time not building anything at all. Your legend, your story, your business is who you are. And every one of us are here to make a difference. And while we feel like we might be here on our own doing, these own, doing our own things, we are all part of this cosmic blanket because every one of our stories impacts someone within our vicinity. And when we impact, that person impacts people in their vicinity, in close proximity to them. In this way, the more we work to reveal and build true legends, businesses that are here to do good, to help people, to help the planet, the more we do those things, no matter how small it is, the, the faster we create the change that needs to happen. So I want you to move forward this week with your quiet determination that you have used to get to this point. And I want you to ask yourself what loud determination would look like and feel like for me? And what could it result in if I cultivated it? Determination does not have to be the loud, fierce roar. But if it is, it will help you push forward faster. Take that quiet, slow burn ember and fan it into a full-blown conflagration this week. You got this. And now for this week's Good Spotlights. And I don't have any idea what I'm actually going to call this segment of the show. But in every episode, we are also going over and spotlighting businesses that are doing good and doing great things in the world so that we can support each other. Because I can't do the things that need to be done all on my own. They can't do the things that need to be done. We can all do this together. And last week, I brought I brought to you 4Ocean, like I presented 4Ocean as one of the businesses that we support. And we do support that we have supported them. But something very interesting came up, and I feel a little bit of uh, nudge to bring this up because I wanted to be transparent. 4Ocean, um, if you recall, is a, is a business model that pulls plastic from the ocean. So the idea is that you buy a bracelet, they pull plastic. They have not, they did not specifically say on their website that they are not for profit. So some people were questioning whether or not they were for profit or nonprofit, whatever. And that led to a whole series of other conversations. Well, I am absolutely for business and business making 
to create good change. So I don't care if they're a nonprofit or not. What I do care about, though, are the accusations that came forward about their marketing and their business models and where the source of the bracelets are actually coming from, that they're not actually coming from the plastic and that the plastic is not all being pulled from the ocean. I will let you do your own research. I don't know if those accusations are true. And I'm going to pause on supporting them until I'm able to do more research. I encourage you to do the same thing. I love the concept, but now there are also other businesses that are doing similar work. So there may be other places that you want to put uh, your support. That said, this week's support is on, or this week's good spotlight is on Kiss the Ground because they are working to fix climate change, fix a water crisis, uh, water and health crises through regenerative cult, um, agriculture. And this is an innovative approach to farming that really just combines indigenous knowledge with holistic management and modern science. It's how farming could and should be done. It has the potential to, to heal the planet, to create food security, and to mitigate climate change. And they need support. If you go to kisstheground.com, you will see all the details about how they're doing this work. You can view stories. You get to take a course or you can learn how to take action. But if you think about how different food tastes now than it used to, and I'm talking about food. I'm not talking about foodstuffs or, or lab-produced marketing, right? I'm talking about actual food grown from the ground. It tastes different, completely different than it used to. We have really ravaged the planet and destroyed the soil as, as deeply as we've destroyed the ocean with poor farming habits and chemicals and all the things. And so Kiss the Ground is trying to go back to the land, put back into the soil the things that have gone missing because of our, our farming habits. You can donate view stories, take a course, or take action at kisstheground.com. And that is this week's Legend Maker Radio lesson. If you learned anything or were inspired or motivated, I'd be honored if you'd share this episode with somebody you know will benefit from it. Thank you so much for hanging with me. I appreciate you. I will see you next time. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Steve Turney hosts a great podcast geared toward mental health marketers called The Boost. Steve, tell listeners what you cover on the show. The Boost is our podcast, and the tagline is conversations with people promoting mental health, and that's what it is. So it's marketers, company executives, therapists, and mental health advocates talking about what they're doing to move this industry and this important thing called mental health forward. Amazing. And where can people subscribe? I'm big on LinkedIn, so you can find us there, just uh, slash Steve Turney, or you can find the show at marketingpodcasts.net or search for The Boost wherever you get your podcasts. You heard him. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.